G'day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to A Guitar Wank. Thank you for joining us. Uh, We really appreciate it. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Uh, This is episode 194. Where have we been? We've been busy, baby. That's what we've been. So uh, we're playing catch up here. It is, what is it? It is 1 a.m. on the last day of the year, 2019. December 31st. And I am up <laughs> editing. Well, no, let me scrub that. I should edit that out. I am up uh, trying to get these podcasts out because, uh, you know, I'm going away and I won't be able to do them. I'm trying to be a little bit more organized, but uh, we're going to get them all out to you guys. This one is um, kind of figure it's a good way to end uh, 2019 with a Scott, Bruce, and uh, moi hangout. And. Uh, yeah, it was a good hang, if I remember right. But um, thank you so much for all your support, for everyone that writes and lets us know what they think of the show and keeps coming back and puts up with our crap. We really appreciate it. We, we are beyond thankful that we actually have anyone listening. And um, yes, much appreciated. So we're hoping 220 will be our last year of Guitar Wank. Uh, I, I don't know what we're doing, but I'm excited about 220. We're going to have a big one. We've got a lot of guests lined up. Bullshit! Um, and uh, it should be a lot of fun. But anyway, whatever you're doing, uh, wherever you are in the world right now, Happy New Year. Be safe. Don't get too drunk. I hope you're doing a gig, playing guitar, drinking some drinks with your friends, or whatever you're doing. Or even if you're by yourself, that's okay too. Maybe you're just sitting watching a movie or whatever you're doing. I hope you're safe and I hope 2020 is a kick-ass year for all of us and can't get any worse than 2019 with the craziest shit in the world going on everywhere. But um, yes, we're excited about 2020 and um, yes, just uh, what else can I say? Really nothing else. My words of wisdom, don't let the bastards get you down. Uh, Don't get a DUI. Don't do anything stupid drunk. And I hope you're not listening to this uh, on the last day of the year. Uh, Maybe save it for the new year. Or maybe you are. That's okay too. Whatever you're doing. It's all good. Uh, I am Troy McCubbin. I'm your host. And uh, we're going to jump right into this one. Thank you again for just listening. We really appreciate it. We know we say stupid shit most of the time. And every now and then... Bruce or Scott will give us a nugget and we're like, you know what, that was worth, it was worth listening to all that other crap just to get to that real golden nugget of wisdom that sometimes they'll pop out. So um, much appreciated. But uh, if I had a, I'm not even, Jesus, I haven't even got a drink myself. Uh, I got a water. So here's, here's to you. Uh, happy New Year. Let it be a safe one. And uh, let's let's all kick ass in 2020. Continue to learn, continue to support each other, and uh, up your bump. I think that's probably the best way to go out. So sit back, enjoy this last episode for 2019. It is episode 194, I believe. And uh, we're, we're yeah, I'm off to Australia for a month. I'll be in Sydney for two weeks. 
in the Manly Beach area and soaking up the rays. Uh, and also then uh, Port Melbourne, in Melbourne, City Melbourne for two weeks. Enjoying the sun down there. If Australia isn't burnt to the ground. Apparently, I'm, maybe I'll be going out there to just fight fires. I don't even know. Check it out. But if you're in Australia, reach out. Maybe we can catch up and have a beer. Alright, uh, as in New Year's uh, resolutions, if you have one, keep it yourself. I'm going to keep mine to myself because I can't even pick one at the moment. Just, I don't know. Uh, we'll see what happens. New decade, mate. A new decade. So, uh, it should be fun. <laughs> oh, man, I should have some words of wisdom for all of us. Ah, I think I prefer up your bum. Alright, go have a good one. Have a beer for me. Have several. Be safe. Be sorry. And we will see you all next year, which is basically in uh, 20, less than 24 hours where I'm standing right now. So, um, yeah, Happy New Year to everyone in Australia. It's already New Year's Day there. So, and other places in the world. Alright, that's enough, McCubbin. Shut up. Alright, see you guys. See you next year. Have a good one. Be safe. Oh shit, I nearly forgot something. Sorry guys. Bruce would kill me if I didn't promote this. <laughs> Bruce Foreman at the Green Room again in New York. Crikey, they've got him back. Is once not enough, Bruce? <laughs> the January 8th at 7pm. Wednesday, January 2020. January 8th, Wednesday night, 7pm. At the Green Room 42 in New York City. It's inside uh, Yotel. It's on 570 10th Avenue. Look it up. The Green Room. Right? 42. Go see Bruce Foreman. He'd love to see you in 2020. Go have a beer with the man. Uh, he's a great man. And uh, he's also got a book out. He's got, um, I think he's got an underwear line out. Um... Yeah, he's doing soft porn. That's an age thing. I, I can't think of any other reason. Uh, he's got a bunch of stuff happening. So uh, go support Bruce Foreman. The Green Room, uh, 42, Wednesday, January 8th at 7 p.m. Go go have a beer with the man. All right. Well, all right. That's it. That's all i got to say. All right. Guitarwank.com. Uh, go Patreon. Blah, blah, blah. All right. See you guys next year. Have a good one.
what happened that you didn't do the uh, podcast with uh, with um, Shane? That got that got blown off or something. Oh no, Shane he. He ended up. He, he didn't make it over, and then we we just we oh, okay. just we kind of just all flaked. How long was he in town for? He was only in town from like Thursday, Wednesday to Thursday, Saturday. I keep something. missing him because every time you do something, I you know I I couldn't make. He's it. coming back out again. In okay, a, in a little bit. Well, God, I you know he's old friends, so I'm hoping I make the next one. We'll we'll get we'll catch does. up with Shane, that dirty yeah. bastard. He's probably listening well, right now. He so didn't I'm, want to come on because I was on. You were. <laughs> I haven't seen him in a long time. Man, it's been Shane? forever. Yeah, yeah. It's been He's a been long doing time. cool shit, man. He's been running yeah. around the world. He was doing Madison Square Garden with Hall and Oates. I think that's mm-hmm. coming up, or he did just did that. Hall and Oates is that a breakfast cereal? Hall and Oates, yeah. Yeah, or it's, it's <laughs> like Honey Nut Cheerios. Yeah. <laughs> He's playing with Honey Nut Cheerios. They played all, Madison come, Square come Garden. Come on, folks, eat your Hall and Oates. You know, it's good for your heart, and you know, got plenty of fiber for that, <laughs> keeping you regular every day. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what's more funny, that or the fact that uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Madison Square Garden with Hall of Notes and the breakfast are. cereal. So, uh. Gentlemen, hey, wow! <laughs> Try Hall of Notes cereal. It's a man eater. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go, Shane. You see what you get, mate. See you missing out on Shane. Missing out. Anyways, on, uh, yeah. The big guitar wank and uh, Scotty and Bruce. <laughs> Damn it, Jesus. Uh, so where you guys been? Where have I been? I've been waiting, looking for Scott in all the wrong places. <laughs> Scott, where you been? You've been everywhere too. I've been in uh, uh, Asia for, I guess two and a half weeks and then Europe for about two and a half weeks Europe wow that's a hell of a town it it doesn't feel like that long ago no it goes by fast you know the only only thing is that's hard is usually we come home between two trips like that you know what I mean oh you didn't no we went straight from Asia to Europe and then and then did that and came home would have been nice to have a little week break in between but that's cool you know it was alright was how, you know, just a lot of flying. Right. I think I counted like 18 or 19 flights. You know? <laughs> it's a lot. Shit. You know? Start to feel like you work for the airlines. <laughs> and then when you get off work, you got to go do your music job. <laughs> <laughs> when you look at the money, you do work for the airlines. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. When you consider how much we give them for tickets and overweight. Yeah, right. Because they usually, you know, I mean, you almost always have to pay for overweight. What we're finding out and what we've known for the last, you know, five, six years since they've been starting letting you buy bags with your tickets, you know, like if you buy the tickets online, they let the agent or whoever's buying the ticket also buy the bags. Right. So that saves a lot of money because it's about half the cost of checking a bag if they at the airport. If, at the airport. Oh, so wow. a lot of airlines are like that. Right. Some aren't. Yeah. Some aren't. Yeah, but. some won't, still won't let you do it. Yeah. But the ones that will, you save a lot of money because, you know, if, if they charge you for your bag at the airport, it can be as much as 100 euros. Oh, yeah. Like for ridiculous. an extra bag. Yeah. If they only allow one, yeah. then they charge you like 
another 100 euros and another 200 <laughs> euros for a third bag. So, um, yeah. It's like so Ben Davis, Scott. <laughs> yeah, so the agent has been, you know, really doing his best to buy bags, you know, when he buys the tickets, and that saves a lot of money. And then there's no fights at the airport, and right. everything is calmer. <laughs> Well, how was how was Asia? I mean, just 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 a question. Uh, how many bags do you have? Well, I've just both me and the bass player just have our clothes bag, our pedal case, suitcase, yep. and our guitar. That's right. it. Three, oh, so three, three bags, and then and then the drummer has three because no, he only has two. He has just his clothes bag and his cymbals. Okay, and a lot good. of times he's able to get his cymbals on the plane. Yeah, yeah, and we get our guitars on the plane most of the time. Really? Yeah. 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 Most of the time, yeah, they let, in, in, they let in, them on. In a SK whatever mm -hmm. case? They usually let it on, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, I've been lucky. Um, and if they don't, you know, they check it, but I've had, you know what? You I gate check it? Is that usually yeah, what Yeah, what, what usually happens is if you can get it past the person that's actually checking you in at the check-in counter yeah. and get it to the gate, then even if they don't let it on the plane... They gate check it, it but you still it. don't have to pay for it. Right. You oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. but that's even good. even a couple times, something very nice happened where like I had they were only allowed one suitcase, so the lady said, "Well, I'm have to charge you for your second suitcase because you know the the policy of the airline was not to let you buy a suitcase with a ticket." Right. So I had to charge me like you know whatever it was, seventy five or hundred bucks or whatever for the second suitcase, but I'm gonna let your instrument on for free. And they were cool about it. And they right. says, I'm not going to charge you for a third bag because that would be 200 bucks. Right. And it's an instrument. We're just going to let it let on you for own. free. And, th and they were really nice about it. That's cool. So that was usually what happened. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. But still, you give them a lot of money because, you know, extra bags. And a lot of these, like, if you're not flying internationally, if you're flying domestic, it's usually one bag. Yeah. That's it. That's all you get. So yeah. you're going to pay for your second, second one, whether they pay for it with the tickets or pay for it at the airport you're gonna pay pay, pay for <laughs> so, it anyway yeah how was how was the asia trip asia was great um you did tokyo yeah we played uh, one of the things that made it really awesome is we we're playing blue notes and those places are so nice they're 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 big they hold like about 300 people oh, wow um cool. we played two shows a night yeah and um and the sound systems are awesome and the engineers are like super pro. The sound checks are quick because they're so professional. Yeah, they're just got it together, man. Wow. Um, the food was awesome. The only thing I didn't dig is they take thirty percent of the CD sales. <laughs> but that's Blue Note, man. Right. That's their. That's just it's a corporate thing. You, you know, CDs. But, People yeah. are buying them still. Yeah, oh yeah. I sold a lot of money. I, I made a lot of money in CD sales. About probably about five thousand bucks. Oh, that's awesome, man. So. I can I can fit um, I can fit uh, five spools of CDs in my suitcase. Five spools. Yeah, so that's like that's like sixty <laughs> that's a cool. spool, right? So each spool is worth about nine hundred bucks. That's awesome. Know? So and a lot of people like they don't, you know. I mean, it's I'm not intending it to happen this way, but so many times people will come up and they'll want a CD and you don't have change and they just say keep the change. Oh, and that's then you cool. You end up making more money. Yeah. Yeah. 
because they've been yeah. not like I do that on purpose, but <laughs> you know, I'm gladly give them their change. If, if I you write it. to Scott, he'll send you a change. <laughs> yeah, back. just write to me. I'll yeah, send right. You all the change. Scott will send you a change back to but you. No, That's the Blue Notes are really cool and very organized. And then we played some other clubs in China that weren't quite as organized, um, gear wise and sound wise. But we, but we had my good friend Percy Laws there, who is from Beijing, and he was kind of not our official tour manager, but he really helped us a lot. He helped me get good gear, yeah. Helped me get good good amps and cabinets, and and um, helped us with the language barrier. There's a language barrier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we played a couple towns where no one spoke English, and there was. One time, uh, the girlfriend of the promoter spoke perfect English, and she totally took care of the whole gig, and right. she was great, and and helped us out a lot. That's but awesome. yeah, it was fun, man. I had a I had a blast. You played where? Where'd you play in China? Hong Kong. Um, we played it in. Uh, no, we didn't play in Hong Kong because they're having all the riots there oh, now. It's like yeah, a mess. That would be a there. bad idea. Yeah, um, we played in Shanghai, Beijing, Shenzhen, um, a, a little town called Xi'an and then another town I can't I forget how to pronounce it but it's G-E-U-E something I forgot how to pronounce it yeah it's a it's a pretty actually it's a pretty big city I just can't remember the pronunciation but um how do you how do you like the crowds over there how are they different to they're not not. I mean it I I don't think that the a lot of people ask that question about What's the crowd like in one country versus another country? I don't think it's about the country. I think it's about the venue. Like okay. people in theater seating who have these plushy seats and they're like this, they tend to be like, yeah, that was great. You know, but right. people sitting in hard chairs with alcohol around and a bunch of girls around having a party, they're, they're like, yeah. yeah, you know, they're they're way more lively. Come on, just you, yeah, you just setting. blew your cover, girls around. I no, know we you're had <laughs> actually, there was actually some girls. It was pretty, pretty, pretty good for that. This time. We actually had some good mixed audiences, which was nice to see. Uh, we've been going yeah. to a click track. Yeah, that like was that. fun. I, I really <laughs> loved it. Really I loved the food, and man, I have a great time there. I, I found amazing. that uh, we played Japan and South Korea and very polite audiences. Extremely yeah, polite. Maybe in Japan sometimes, depending on the venue, but where we played, we played at the Cotton Club, not the Blue Note. It's oh, owned okay. by the Blue Note. Yeah. But it's a bit smaller. It's still not small. It's still got to be at least 200 seats, but it's smaller than the Blue Note. Right. And, man, we had a pretty lively audience. It was cool. It was good. Yeah. It Isn't was, it? It's so it great really in Japan. Cool. I just love Japan. I love Japan. Boy, I love that place. Really I love cool the food. City. Yeah. The food is amazing. We were staying in this hotel, and Godzilla was on top of the building next <laughs> to ours. You know, they have this new Godzilla thing there. And... We went up to the top story and saw him up close. Oh, wow. It was great, man. That's cool. So much fun. They have the best dunnies, the best toilets over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had this one toilet that when you when you turn it on, or when you when you turn the light off, this little blue LED comes on inside the <laughs> toilet and lights up the water blue. <laughs> it's like, I'm really glad that's there. We really need that. <laughs> but there was this one really cool hotel room where... Instead of having like a privacy curtain for the shower, yep. you'd hit a switch and the glass would would like fog up. Oh, really? Yeah. 
it would fog up so no one can see in or out. And then you hit the switch again, and and the glass becomes clear. And I was like, how do they do that? It just boom, 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 real quick. That's James Bond shit right there. But it looks like it fogs up, only it just happens real fast. (laughs) That's super cool. really cool. (laughs) I need one of them. Yeah. And then we got to see the old town. There's there's, There's this part of Tokyo that's like the old city. They haven't really touched it, and they're cooking a lot of yakitori there in, right. in you know chicken stuff on a stick and it's very old uh japan and there's a lot of clubs where it looks scary but it's not but it looks scary because every club is kind of upstairs and you go up this dark staircase and there's the club upstairs where you hang out and drink yeah yeah you know, and it looks kind of like oh but well, i don't know if I, you better not the... go up there yeah <laughs> it's totally cool that's really, really awesome, fun man. fun place, man. And then Europe was cool? Yeah, Europe, it was just the usual um, a gig. And we played at one big festival in Sweden, which was kind of a jazz and blues festival. Played a big place in Netherlands, and the rest was Italy. Okay. So, not that I have anything against Italians, right. except that they didn't use enough lions back in the day. But, uh, <laughs> what? It's, you know, back in the day, they should have just spent more money on lions, and we wouldn't have a lot of the problems we're having today. It's just my personal opinion. Um, but but um, uh, we have a new agent now. We, we, we left our agent. Uh, and the guy who sort of for the last couple of years has been booking more and more in Italy and less and less throughout Europe, and nothing bad to say about him because he's a great guy and he's gotten me a lot of work and I really appreciate it but it's because he started to do more pop and he's right. like a road manager for one of the pop bands so he's kind of booking us off on while he's on the on road, road yeah and so it's real easy for him to get us gigs in Italy he, he has a thousand friends who are promoters in Italy hey you want Scott yeah okay you're booked Right. Blah blah. blah. Yep. It's a lot more work for him to call Berlin or Copenhagen or Scandinavia or you know Eastern right. Europe. Yeah. Then he has to work and he has to do a lot more work. Yeah. And I just felt like in the, during the last couple of years we're working more in Italy and less throughout Europe, Europe and right. that's not good. Right. Because I got to keep playing everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Keep, yeah. As much as in as many places as I can. Isn't that what tour is all about? Going to different countries. Uh, that's what it's supposed to be about. <laughs> that's yeah. what it's about. Yeah. And I and I love Italy. No wonder I, I have it wrong. so wrong. I love Italy. I love playing in Italy, but right. I can't. For the last two or three tours, it's been like I would say seventy percent Italy. You know, you know and why Italians speak really with their hands smoke so much? Why? Because they can't stand each other's breath. Ah, oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> The Rodney Reed Jake. So anyway, the, the, the agent that books us, the, the agent that I've been with for like almost 12 years, he's the guy that I met because he was booking Dennis Chambers and Jeff Berlin when I was doing that trio. And he is booking me in China, I mean in Asia and South America, mm-hmm. and now he's going to book, be booking me in Europe too. Oh, okay. So he, now we're just using one guy. Right, instead. right. So, so it should you, be. You didn't go to South better. America this trip. Right. Well, we went to South America right before we went right. to Asia. Yeah, that's right. But yeah. we came home for a week or like a week and a half. Yeah, yeah. Before. 
Yeah. Oh, so, man, it's a lot But trouble. anyway, yeah, man, I've had to hear myself play more than I should have to. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce, where you been? Torturous. Well, I was talking to my agent today. <laughs> I was sitting on the pot. You know, and, uh, didn't, you know, and uh, we, we both agreed that... Uh, yeah, I'm I'm doing a really good job. <laughs> Booking uh, yourself. <laughs> uh, I was I was uh, in New Zealand since I last saw you. Mm -hmm. I think uh, I did a two week tour where I played that concerto with um, the classical guitar player, the jazz and classical yep. guitar thing, where we did uh, the concerto de orange juice. <laughs> Concerto de Aaron Wes, you know, and did Beethoven uh, write that one. Yeah, you no, know, no, it was. Uh, I've never Rod, heard of that. Rod one. A lot of vitamin C in that one. It's Rodrigo, you know, Aaron Wes, orange juice, and um, <laughs> and uh, that's the one that Miles Davis did on Sketches of Spain, and uh, and then Bill Cunliffe, this great composer, did, did a piece about Jerusalem, like the three views views of Jerusalem from the Arabic, from the uh, Jewish and the Christian, the Muslim. Jewish and Christian, you know. What well, you you lost me there. What? It's it was a concert that uh, it was a concerto that was like three views of Jerusalem because you know it's the center of three different religions. That was the theme to the concert. Was there much fighting in that concert? It should have been a lot more than there was. We got along very well. Uh, <laughs> Nobody threw any punches. No, 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 no bombs went off. Nothing. No, crucified. Uh, no, 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 no. Which reminds me of a joke, but I'm not going to tell it. Anyway, <laughs> you can't do that. You got to tell all jokes. No, no, no. It's like a stupid joke. It takes too long. Um, but anyway, so I did this concerto, and it was really fun. It was really easy. I've, I've, you know, I always had, you know, I have a lot of respect for classical musicians. They all play so great. But the whole concerto thing, man, it was really an easy, great gig. I mean, go up, you show up, you know exactly what you're going to play. I exert more mental energy in, like, the intro of one song than I did playing a concerto. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I knew what it was going to play. All I had to do was make sure that the orchestra didn't, didn't fuck up. <laughs> And, you know, and I mean, and when they did, I could adjust to it, you know, right. and just keep my eye on the conductor. Because, you know, when anybody's got a stick and they're <laughs> about to hit you with it, you know, you, you watch them. So, uh, conductors have been known to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hit and their so, musicians with sticks. No, but sticks. It, was, it was really fun. <laughs> it, like no, fun it was night. really fun. It was really fun. And I, the other guitar player, a guy named Matthew Marshall, the classical, uh, plays great. And a couple of times we got to play duo a little bit. So we did some shoros. Brazilian music and uh, it was just a great tour. New Zealand is such a amazing country. I've never been. It's so beautiful. Everybody's so cool. You've it's, never been there? I've been to the airport. Well, Sonia went for her yeah. yoga retreat. Loved it. Yeah, the yogurt's was, really good over there. Yeah. <laughs> I was totally loved they it. They got a great prime minister. I like the prime yeah, minister. No, no, the, oh, the, the, awesome. the whole this country is just really great and really fun. Yeah, Nick, why would you leave? <laughs> and uh yeah and so uh we had a really great time there and then i came home for a little while and or like four or five days and then went to new york and did my off-broadway debut off -Broadway. of the red guitar yeah wow and that went awesome that went really well i had a great time at a decent crowd and yep. uh, also did it at this loft concert for uh, christian mcbride's uh He's, he's involved with a nonprofit for jazz education called Jazz House Kids. His wife runs it. Yeah. And uh, so I did a like a private concert. A lot of great guys were there. You had a lot of great guitar players and hung out. And a lot of great guitar makers too. You got it with Mr. Parker. I saw Mr. Parker and Bill Commons came too. So he's a great maker out of Philly. 
And uh, I've also played at Mesro with Hillary Gardner again. And, yep. and uh, I sat in with Mike Ladon, the Groover Band. That was fun. And uh, had a great time in New York. I'm going back in January. Wow. Me too. You going in January? Yeah, just not for long. Just uh, three nights. Uh, two nights at the Iridium and one night in Sellersville. Sellersville. I don't know. I think that's somewhere north of the city, mm. like a suburb north of the city. Wow. I'm not sure because I don't think I've ever played there before, but huh. I guess there's a club there. Well, maybe so. we'll be when, there at the same yeah. time. Yeah, when are you going, yeah. Bruce? Do you know? I'm there like from the 7th to the 12th. In January? Yeah. No, no, I'm there much later because I'm going after Nam. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't even know when is Nam this year. Do you 20, know? Like it's around the 20 something minute? Something. 23rd? I think it's a little earlier this year. Oh, is it? And, 19th? Because uh, I know after Nam. After Nam, we do the usual thing where we go to Vegas and play at that club in Vegas. Yeah. And then after that, we go to New York and then also Chicago. Are you doing baked potato? Back. Yeah, we do the baked potato, but that's during Nam. Okay. So that's like the Friday night of right. Nam, and then we're playing the Saturday of Nam at Alva's. You know, Alva's down yeah. there in San Pedro. Yep. And someone wants me to play. Um, I got an offer to play at this club called the Drake in um, Laguna Beach. I've never heard of it before, but um, an ex-student of mine books it and right. contacted me about it. So I'm going to check it out. Awesome. Maybe maybe it's a new venue right. that I could play. The only thing that would be bad is if it's really close. I don't know how how far is Laguna Beach it's from a, San Pedro. It's pretty far. Good. Because if it's far, far then it's not a problem. It's to, far enough. Yeah, good. I mean, it's, it's a good 40 miles. Good. Then, then, then that doesn't cause a problem for Alvis. So it'd be fun to have a new place to play in in the area yeah it'd be great yeah it's um you know it's way down in orange county uh-huh yeah, yeah. so so yeah uh, you know my guys are gonna be here for like i don't know maybe three weeks from will, paris you, and you guys are you guys going to nam i'm going one day i'm not really sure what day i think probably on sunday right yeah for sure but i don't think i can go friday or saturday because i'll be at baked potato and alba's doing sound check yeah stuff so but you, i'm gonna go sunday for sure are you going bruce you know, maybe I got a record date that week with this organ players coming to town. Right, and then am I in town? If I'm in town, I'll go. Right. I know Sir's going to Nam this year. Oh, Sir's going to so, be there. Yeah, because they have missed a few years, I guess. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go just because they're there. I, I like to support them when they're he, when they're there. John did really well last Nam there. He, I remember him telling me they, I hope so, they yeah. sold out like everything on display in well, like good. hours. Yeah, it was that's ridiculous. great. That's really good. So he's kicking ass. I'm not going to go to Nam this year. I'm, You're not going? No, I'm boycotting it. Why? I'm going to Australia. Oh, oh well, there you go. <laughs> Smart. I'm going home. Well, then I guess I got to go to represent. Yeah, you got to. You guys to represent. represent. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to go. I might go to Nashville, Nam, in the summer. Mm-hmm. I've never been to that one. It's more guitar orientated. Is it? Yeah. I guess it would be. So apparently, yeah. it's you know just smaller and just more boutique and mm-hmm. you know so um probably less less uh, annoying crap, I would assume. <laughs> we uh Nam last last time I went Nam was really loud, louder than ever. It's yeah. And I think that might have something to do with the fact that they're putting all the instruments kind of together instead of <laughs> like you know it's one thing when you it. hear just guitar 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 and then drums 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 
but when it's all mixed together, it just sort of sounds like white noise. And, and no it's one's really playing loud. the same song. Well, yeah. It's, <laughs> downstairs, it's, they have the acoustic guitar stuff. Uh -huh. it's, it's a lot more it's sane. It's better down there, yeah. 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 And yeah, a lot of the Archtop guys and stuff, they're downstairs. I ate about two packs of Halls last time I was at <laughs> NAMM, just trying to keep my voice up. Right. Yeah, it was pretty hard. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, in your breath, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but fun still to see new stuff. I mean, it always is, but... Yeah, I like you know. it just to see friends, old friends. Yeah, that go, run you know. into people that you haven't seen for a long time. That's, I can't believe it's already come that time of year again. Yeah. We're wow. at, this is we're 191 shows. We're at nearly 200. Wow. Amazing. 200 shows. That, that 100 anniversary show was amazing. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad we did that. I'm still trying to get over it. <laughs> that was incredible. You know, we didn't, we never had an official 100th show. No, there was, was no guitar wank 100. Well, let's go for 200. <laughs> we never thought we'd make it. Never thought we'd make Gear it. Gear wise, I have some news. Oh. Yeah, I'm really happy. You've gone fractal. Oh, we're talking no, about gear. Well, Celestian <laughs> sent me a bunch of new speakers, and they all sound amazing. And really? I'm so happy because... they made out I've, of hemp? I've had the... No, they're just, <laughs> old, they're just old, plain old speakers. But I've had the same speakers in my cabinet, and I've done like three or four albums with these speakers, and they're getting old and worn out and making that cone cry you know when you play a high yeah. note and you hear that weird sound that <laughs> like that like it's choking but um so i was a little afraid to replace the speakers because i thought oh my god i hope they sound as good as and they sound even better wow um, i don't know if they sound better because it's not fair to compare brand new speakers with worn out speakers yeah they just sound really good i'm just so happy with what them. do you know what just they greenbacks oh, you know, well, but the they're greenbacks. not making them in china anymore now the only difference is it's the same exact speaker but they're just making it in england again and, wow um, okay but, but brand new right out of the box i mean with breaking them in for 24 hours with a variac which is what i always do how do you break them in you just hook up a variac to them and run about nine volts into them for about 24 hours oh really and that breaks them in wow yeah. it's just like a 60 cycle bass hum and it just makes the speaker move yeah for like 24 hours and then that totally breaks it in and then then it sounds like a speaker right because if you don't break them in they sound really weird yeah they sound very tight and 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 non-spread out they just sound small. Right. Yeah. Right. And after you break them in, they sound nice and is open. Is that Celestian, they recommend doing that? That's Everybody do. recommends right. doing yeah. that. With That's any like speaker. the standard. Yeah. But a lot of people do it different ways. I mean, some people do it the incredibly noisy way where they pump a, a, a sound source like you know, an iPhone with music like into the they'll speakers. they'll pump Taylor Swift through it. Yeah, or, or anything. <laughs> and just, you know, really loud and... That's one way to do it, but I can't imagine anybody that wouldn't be annoyed by that for 24 hours. The cool thing about doing it with the Variac is I just do it two speakers at a time. Yeah. You put the two speakers facing up on like a big piece of foam, like about a three-inch piece of foam to separate it from the floor. Right. And they just make this kind of little hum. It's it's. I mean, it's loud if you're in the room, but if you close the door, you can't hear it. Right. And it doesn't bother anybody else in the house, and it just they just hum away for... 24 hours i didn't know that I didn't that's know you it did that. you know yeah and then then it's broken in and it sounds great so those speakers sound amazing and then i also <laughs> got in another cabinet i got the heritage greenback 
which is also made in England, but it's made a different way. It's meant to replicate the old greenbacks of the old days, the 60s. Right. So they're a little bit darker. They're a little bit smoother sounding, yeah. but they don't have as much bass. So they're more mid-range, but they sound beautiful. They're so sweet sounding. And, um, and then in that same cabinet, I, so I put two of those in there, and then I got two G12Hs, which is the Hendrix speaker, yeah. with the 55 hertz cones, so, they, so they, they, they're bassier, and they're kind of more scoop sounding, and they sound kind of throaty, right? like that Hendrix tone, like especially on the neck pickup. Yep. Really cool sounding. So, so you put them with the other two? You mix yeah, them up? Yeah, I just mix them, but you know, all I have to do is turn around the cabinet if I want to mic one oh, or mic okay, yeah, the yeah. other. Because yeah. when you close mic, it can't hear the other yeah, speaker. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so now I have three choices of of tones, plus I have a 212 cabinet, which yeah. I use once, once in a while. But yeah, I'm, I'm just impressed by how great these speakers sound. Wow. And another thing I notice about the Celestian website is now when you're looking at speakers, you can hear a sample of the speaker, and you can also get the IR of that speaker right from the same website. Really? So like you're looking at a greenback, and yep. you're going, wow, so this is what it sounds like, and you either have a choice to buy the speaker or buy the IR, and then if you hit buy R, it takes you to their IR site of that speaker. And you can download the IRs of it. That's awesome. You know, which is cool. I mean, yeah. it's kind of they've kind of consolidated everything on one one page, which is kind of neat. Do you, have yeah. you have you guys seen a lot of other guys using devices where they will use IRs live, so they they have a consistent front I, sound? I haven't because nothing is consistent about it because you have to use a different monitor every night, and the monitor is what gives you your sound. Well, what if so, you just had, you say your speaker on stage is your monitor, but then front of house is getting the same IR every night. Was that something you consider? That would, that would be like totally uh, like consistent for the audience, but yeah. still not consistent for you as the player. No, you get you would get what you're getting now, right? I'm not sure I quite understand like, the scenario. So, so, <laughs> I lost. <yeah>. So you, <laughs> so you have you have your normal setup, right? Right. But say you instead of just for instance, I know you you're not a big fan, but say you had something like the Oxbox. Right. So you have your normal setup, nothing changes there, but instead of sending a feed um, of your mic cabinet on stage, you send a feed of an IR to the front of house. Oh, it wouldn't be as good. Why? Because a cabinet sounds better than an IR. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. There's no contest, man. But it then you would does. get consistency, right? I, I think you get consistency if you're using a cabinet with right. the same speaker in it. Yeah. And you put the mic in the same place, it's going to sound the same pretty much. Yeah. I don't think in a, in a, in a house you would even notice the difference, really. Yeah. But yeah. cabinets, boy, you know, I did that thing again where I did... You know, I Celestian has come up with a bunch of new IRs, and I tried them out, and you know, they did still didn't float your boat. Nah, no. I mean they sound good. They sound good. Yeah, but not as good as a cabinet, but good, really good. I mean, r yeah. at the end of the day, it's just if you if you're gonna why why not just use a cabinet? If you really want a cabinet, you just use a cabinet. Yeah, but yeah, if you're playing with a massive artist, and it was just like. 
you know, I just I want to just make the gig and do my job and blah blah blah, and I don't have to yeah. care, worry about a, carrying a cab. They're well, just going to use iOS. It's a gig where you have to use earphones or yeah, in ear phones or something and that, like that. Yeah, that's course, what it would make it wouldn't a lot make of sense. Any sense. Yeah, but you know, part of the the whole thing of playing electric guitar for me is the power of it, mm. the feel yeah. that you get from a big cabinet behind you and the feedback mm. that you get from your guitar when you hit a note and it feeds back in a really amazing way. And that whole energy of electric guitar with a cabinet is kind of what we've all lived yeah. for for 50 years. I mean, starting with Les Paul. Yeah. It's, it's all been that. And you it's, know, so and you can't ev- really replace that. <clears throat> you can't. And every night is different, as in where's that sweet spot that you yeah. stand and where you find yeah, that. And it is. Yeah. Bruce, yeah. you would have the same same thing with IRs and everything? Uh, <laughs> you know what? There's, there's one instance where, you know, Bruce, every, Bruce. Every, um, every gig you have those times where, you know, the room sounds really great or sounds not so good. And, and uh, we had this one gig poor romaine man like usually you know I, I i turn my cabinet just a little bit off stage so it's not facing the sound man so i can turn up a little bit yeah and, and he's not yelling at me to turn down and and so romaine usually has to put a little bit of guitar in his monitor so he can even hear me yeah because he doesn't hear well, all he hears from my cabinet is <laughs> he doesn't really get a definition of the sound so he puts a little guitar in the monitor so he can hear the defined rhythms and stuff that I'm playing. Yep. This night, somehow, I was in a corner, and I was trying to play soft, but he was just getting <laughs> blasted by guitar. Like, I mean, just, he was just <laughs> shell-shocked all night by me, and I felt so bad, because there was really nothing I could do. If I turned down anymore, I wouldn't be able to hear a note I'd play. Right. But I, I said, dude... Now you know how I feel at the baked potato, because that's how I feel when I play there, because I'm getting so much drums and bass yep. that it's just, I'm in shock. It's like I can hardly play because I'm playing so loud to hear myself over the massive bass and drums in that place. So I said, that now you know what I feel like there. You got your dose of it here. And just like I don't blame you guys, I know it's the room, right. don't blame me because it was the room. Because I guess everything that I was playing was being ricocheted off that corner, All you right. know, right into his ears. <laughs> oh, bad, man. Well, see, Brian Setzer canceled his whole tour because of tinnitus, right? right. Yeah. God, I can't That must be imagine. bad, man. That must be it's, so you horrible. you got to cancel a tour. Why doesn't he just answer it? What do you do when you get tinnitus? <laughs> no, Is there get no cure thing? for it? The ringing? The ringing in his uh, ears, yeah. yeah. There's no cure for it <laughs> at all? Not that they know of yet. Uh-huh. I think there was something... Because what it is, it it destroys the little hairs in your ear, right? It flattens them or something? Is that right? I really don't and know. We need, to thought, get, we need to get an expert on here. I heard I'm doing that, a good job. <laughs> I heard that Jeff Beck had it and now doesn't have it. At least that's I think what there's I've an operation heard. you can do where they laser or they do something to the ear and it, it helps stand them back up or something like that, if I recall. But that, I don't know the latest. I'm sure if Jeff, Jeff Beck got it touched up. Well, I mean, according to Jennifer Batten, who's the only person I ever knew that worked with him yeah he plays really loud like super super loud right so and i guess you'd have to i mean if you're playing in a big auditorium and i've seen some him play 
a couple times and thought, wow, that's a lot of cabinets. It must be really loud up there. You know, and she says it is. So <laughs> that's so, why she's playing direct stuff. Now. Yeah. So I, I can imagine. I mean, you know, a lot of guys who play rock and roll in big stadiums and stuff with mega amps. Yeah. And I'm sure Brian. Yeah, Brian. He uses those Fender. Sh- is it the Showmans? The Jewel Showmans or something? Those. And he's just got them cranked. Like more than one of them. Though, yeah, I probably. think he's got two of them back there <laughs> yeah. with a bunch yeah, of cabs. Yeah, I can and then imagine. He's, um, got to be super loud loud so he was doing the stray cats and i guess he did that all year and then he was about to do the christmas show with his big band i guess it was that bad he had to cancel well, okay big band well in itself t- can tinnitus. be really loud yeah Jeez. T- we call it tinnitus but it's really pronounced tinnitus, tinnitus. uh-huh um it's a hearing of sound when no external sound is present described ringing. as ringing clicking hiss or roaring Rarely, unclear voices or music are heard. It's wow. in some cases. Yep. Sound may be soft or loud, loud or high pitched, and appear to be coming from one or both ears. Most of the time, it comes on gradually. In some people, the sound causes depression, anxiety, and or so can so interfere so. with concentration. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's not a disease, but a symptom. Result from a number of underlying causes. The most common cause is noise-induced hearing loss, but other things could be like ear infections, disease of the heart or blood vessels, Meniere's disease, brain tumors, emotional stress, exposure to certain medications, head injury, earwax. Hmm. It's common in people who have depression. It's, uh, yeah, it's the, the, the diagnosis is based on the person's description of, of symptoms. Uh it's supported by a audiogram and neurological. They use various stuff. Prevention involves avoiding loud noises. Uh, there's things, uh, management's talk therapy, sound generators, or hearing aids may help some. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a girlfriend, <laughs> I was with her when she got it. We were into a concert and we're right in front of this 4 I mean, I'm sure. I, I'm sure we've all got it. I'm sure all yeah, of us have it to a small now, extent. She had it that bad where she was, it was mentally messing with her, like mm-hmm. couldn't yeah. sleep, depression, like it was really starting to get to her, like it got mm-hmm. serious. I had so, a few tribal tech gigs I remember back in the day where after the gig my ears would ring. Ring, sure. And, yeah. and, and, uh, but I've never been in a band that loud since, and it never happened to me ever since. Really? Never. Even with so you don't play that loud. You no, play loud, right? God, hell no? no, man. We don't play nearly as loud as Tribal Tech. Right. That was insanely loud. It was loud. insane. Yeah. yeah. Were you always fighting the volume in that band? Yes. Um, yep. Kirk and Willis were the loudest rhythm section I think in the world. Good on I you. Can't Kirk. even imagine a louder rhythm section wow. than that. Yeah. And Kirk being so big and just smashing the hell out of the drums it was just it was insanity wow you know and and uh i don't i don't know why i guess just young and stupid yeah just not 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 realizing what harm it was doing not to our ears but to the music yeah because it was really responsible and to the audience yeah and to the audience but especially to the music because the music was um, many times designed to be dynamic, mm. and we ruined it by not being dynamic. You know what I mean? Even though des- the design dynamics, hell, I was playing as loud as I could. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> and that, and that was pretty much it. Yeah. it. It's like everybody was was trying to hear themselves over each other, 
and it was all that snowball effect. Yeah. Just, where if you listen to the records, there's dynamics out the ass. There's like lots of dynamics. Yeah. But live, we never seemed to be able to capture that. And 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 you know sometimes it was the room's fault. Some you play in a loud room where even your softest is loud, then you can't be blamed for we, that. Can that's, we all agree? It's usually the drummer's you know, fault. Well, the dr- the drummer <laughs> plays is, a big role. The, the drummer does if there is a drummer. The drummer controls. Energy and dynamics—they—they yeah. they just do. I yeah. mean, that that instrument has that kind of control. The only other instrument that actually has that kind of power in a group is a Hammond organ, yeah, or a bass guitar. Well, but not not it just it stands alone. It doesn't bring the whole thing with it. You know, well, it's not like a wave. No, I think it does because if a bass. And I'm not talking about the notes of the bass, but the low bass frequencies. If they get out of control, they make everything loud. You like if the if like if the low bass is just reverberating around the stage, especially like if you have a hollow stage and you feel the well, bass. Well, I'm not in saying the feet. bass don't make it real loud. I'm saying, but Ooh, the way the drums man. the drums covers the entire audio. It does. Spectrum, it does for as, sure. As the, does the Hammond organ. Yeah. And that's like, you just can't find a place to be. I've just found that sometimes I'm on stage and I can't, I, the bass is killing me. Hmm. And it's not, I can't even hear his amp. Right. It's, it's just not that, him. Yeah, it's it's just not that. him. It's not anything he's doing. It's just the frequencies it's of the, the room. It's the low frequencies of the room and they're just suffocating everything and you can't play loud enough to get over it without playing loud. Right. And then you're stuck in that kind of loop where everything is loud even the softs are loud and the louds are louder than that right and then it's in a bad that you're in a bad place well, i played with a couple of bash and drummers last week yeah. oh you play with gary novak jt yeah. can be pretty loud yeah you know? and gary novak yeah and novak's got those symbols that can be <laughs> yeah you know i mean they, they played they both play so great but how do you yeah. think it was for zeppelin awesome. and those guys back in the day and you think it was just a like live at those gigs it was probably just loud as fuck and you just Prob- luck of the irish if you've got a good sound also they're playing much bigger places so yeah not playing that volume in a club yeah yeah they're playing those volumes on big stadiums. huge stadiums and stuff maybe it's not and they're probably wearing bad. ear protection too maybe no, i bet I they it. are i bet they are <laughs> Well, I, I don't think Led Zeppelin. I don't think a lot oh, of those. Maybe not those. Maybe not those. Yeah, probably. A lot of those, those cats back in the day. I don't think anyone thought of it. No, no, not then, but now. I just know that yeah. when we get in a good room and it's really a nice acoustic room, the softs are so soft that I can actually hear my pick on the string. You know, it's that soft. Right. And 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 Archie's playing a cymbal that's just he's barely touching the cymbal. And those are those moments where you've got the audience attention. They're so riveted to what's going on because everything's so soft. And the softer you play, the more it draws people in. And we have a lot of those moments, yeah. right? And I hate it when we play the rooms that destroy those moments yeah. where there just isn't any softs because the room will let it be soft. And I, we were real lucky on this tour. that We didn't really encounter too many of those. It was mostly really nice you look up in the ceiling and it's all acoustic tile. Yeah. And you go, wow, somebody put some thought into designing this place. Like, you're not going to have the cymbals ricocheting down off a concrete ceiling into your ears. And it's a nice feeling when, when, when you see somebody put some thought into designing a stage. Yeah. Beautiful. So I, f- I felt real lucky on this tour. Didn't have any 
maybe one or two gigs that were too loud. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. That's it. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's it. I was, Bruce, you haven't been drinking, I've heard. Uh, yeah, well, I, I, uh, even a train stops every once in a while. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just decided to uh, couple, about a couple weeks ago. How long has it been? About a couple weeks. <laughs> I didn't stop, so where's the alcohol? There's no alcohol. <laughs> yeah, I was, we were talking to Bruce, I was about it, and I've got a friend that's actually in, in rehab at the moment for alcohol abuse because <laughs> he just couldn't stop drinking i don't know why i'm laughing because it's probably not funny but it is i guess cause it's funny that's funny that's <laughs> funny it's it's going to be frustrating that you can't have a drink and enjoy it because it's just going to go too far yeah that's that sucks and i know i said to bruce sure. we probably get the impression that we're big drinkers on the show and we're really not well we are but no no, no, not, no. not big drinkers no, no. we know i know big drinkers and no, i'm a big not. wussy when it comes no, to no. no no i only drink when i'm here you'll see I'm that's the only reason why you come isn't? but you know yeah. you know i mean but i mean yeah we make fun of it I and mean, we have a good time and i'm i'm one of the fortunate ones that can drink and have a good time with it you know and not go too far and you know, I'm lucky, and it hasn't ruined my life. I mean, I know a lot of people who, A, can't do it because they go too far when they do, and I know a lot of people whose lives have been ruined because you, of it. You guys so, I mean, I, the years, Although right? we make a lot of jokes about it, and we enjoy it, I, I surely don't want to minimize the reality that I'm aware of, that, you know, we're not encouraging people to go too far or be stupid with it. You know, I mean... But it is it is a fun source of humor, and and <laughs> and so uh, and it and it and it does make it's fun. It's a fun party thing, you know. It's great. It's great. I love drinking, and I'm not going to stop forever. I don't think. I'll just I'll just know when I feel like drinking again, and I'll do it. You know. But you guys over the years on touring and all that, you would have seen some really good alcohol abuse happening. Oh I'm sure God. I participated in it. I <laughs> sure have seen some. That's for sure. Yeah. Not participated in it, but seen enough to know that I don't want anything to do with it. Right. Because it just fucks you up, and just you can't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. You think you can do something, but you're not doing anything. But I mean, I know there's players out there that. You've probably seen play pretty wipe smash drunk, sure, and they've been able to pull it off. Oh yeah, I've seen people yeah. play. I've yeah, played, I have yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, too. I've played yeah. okay, fairly toasted, you yeah. know, numerous times, and I've played really shitty straight before too. You know, I mean, uh, yeah, but I mean, generally speaking, I'm talking about just the health and well-being yeah. Yeah. of human beings, you know, and I mean, and like I say. I love to party, and I love I love getting high on alcohol, and I love just social drinking. I love it all. But you know, I mean, I, the reason I stopped was I just it came to a moment where I said, you know, I'm going to just stop oh, for a while, recharge the battery, find out, and find out what happens. Because you know, I mean, if you don't stop, you don't know if you can or not. Yeah, yeah. I've seen guys that drink kind of like a lot, not not like that they're just falling down drunk. But they drink all the time, and those guys seem to be okay with playing when they're drinking because they're so used to used to it being that buzzed, right? Whereas if I tried to play drunk, I probably wouldn't even know the names of the strings. I would just be like <laughs> lost. I wouldn't have any idea what to do. That would be fun, though. you know. But I mean, because it would just affect me because right. I'm not really used to drinking. But some guys can do it. I mean, Joe 
Zawinul used to get pretty drunk and yeah. play his ass off. Really? And where it would affect him in a negative way was it would affect the part of his brain, the technical part of his brain. Right. Like sometimes he would forget which pedal worked which volume pedal worked which synth and he would come in way too loud you know or come in with the wrong sound right. or something and just fuck up the tune because of some technical bullshit that he did yeah but playing wise play his ass off right and and you know pretty wasted that guy but, was a savant but, uh, he was a child prodigy i mean i imagine play yeah. was so easy for him yeah i but you know it's just one of those cases where it affects one part of your brain. Like, I think I've told you this story where I smoked pot one time with Kinsey at Lavalie. Yeah. And we were jamming. And in this jam, I felt like I was really being creative and, and you know, like doing pretty good stuff and yep. really contributing and making some really good music. Then they called a tune. They called Speak No Evil, right. Rain Shorter, C minor, D flat. Yep. And I was like... We're C minor. <laughs> We're D flat. What the hell is that? I was lost, man. It's just like that technical thing just went away, man. Yeah. I had no idea what to do. Yeah. And I, I, so it maybe affects one part of your brain, leaves the other part of your brain alone. Who knows? But I just don't do it because it just makes me feel like an idiot. Yeah, I, we do make light of it on the show and we have fun with it, but. Yeah, we, we're still having fun now. We're not drinking. Now we're not drinking. I don't know. Maybe do people will stop. Sorry. Do you have anything? Because I, I do you want to drink. Yeah, because I, I wanted do? to have a drink. Because oh, we, we usually got some whiskey back there, don't we? Got some whiskey now. I have a shot. Because <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm, I'm I haven't drank since like it's I didn't drink oh, on the now whole that, tour. Now the alcoholic comes no, out. wait, I did. Yeah. I drank some sake in Japan. Oh, sake! I love my sake. Yeah, sake's awesome with sushi, man. You can't beat it. That's why I wouldn't want to become an alcoholic. Hey,